0: well, I'm, the reason I'm so excited tonight is I love to see people step in bigger things than the, they may be comfortable with. Because we've got to get outside our comfort zone sometimes. And uh, God is working to make all of us bigger on the inside. And I'm going to introduce uh, some women from our ladies' groups. The team leaders, if you hadn't noticed, are, are sitting up front, and they're going to share tonight. And they're having a women's meeting coming up, and I'll let Mary talk more about that. But these ladies uh, obviously have a love for the Lord. They have displayed a love for you and for each other. and They, they seem to be more mature in the things of God, or, and uh, they're growing every day. And so they were asked to be the first round of leaders. I believe in the years to come, they will probably all of you will be a leader in here at, at some uh, point. And that's what we're working towards. We're working towards movement in that graph that we always talk about from, uh, from gathering to connecting to developing to mobilizing. And these young ladies are moving to that step towards mobilizing. And if they, they've already been there, but, you know, some of them. They've been around the circle of many times. And uh, that's why I'm so excited to to ask miss mary to go up, go ahead and come up and and tell us what's going to happen tonight give them a big round of applause our <laughs> women's team leaders
1: okay. let me get my technology ready okay well i'm mary mccall and i'm very excited to be here and uh, it's quite different to be speaking than just to be what i do sunday mornings but i'm very very happy to be here and i'm very happy to have these wonderful ladies with me and uh, they are some of the leaders we also have um a new leader and that's karen roseberry and uh, she's not here tonight but she is going to be uh, leading as well and so we are inviting every woman uh in here to come to Angie's house on Thursday the 24th and to see what's going on. If you haven't been a part of it, please come and 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 see what we do and um, and join in. We're we're trying to build relationships, so so that's what we're doing. So Pastor Guy had asked us to all speak tonight, and he had asked us a couple weeks ago, and uh, and he had texted me, and then I thought, oh okay, I've got to tell my ladies and. And then uh, I forgot. I forgot to tell them (laughs) for a couple days. And then I said, oh, my goodness, I have to tell them. We have to get ready. So uh, we have a group me text, and I told them, and and they responded. And I know they're just as excited as I am to be here. But anyway, we're all going to share what's on our heart. And uh, so I asked the Lord what to talk about, of course. And I believe that he gave me something. What I'm going to talk about is, I would title, Changing, Growing, Leading. Okay. So the Bible states that, um, we're going to put some scriptures up here too. We're going to put up Malachi 3.6 in the King James Version. states in Malachi 3.6, For I am the Lord, I change not. It's like, I change not! Exclamation point. You know, almost seems like there just there should be an exclamation mark right there. And it's very definitive. He's very uh, definitive about that. And then in Hebrews 13, 8, the Bible says, I'll just read it. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that talks about not changing. Not changing. I change not. Okay. So God does not change but he is always asking us and leading us to change. One more scripture. 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm going to wait on this one. Okay. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's the King James. And I wanted to read this in a couple more versions to see if we can see what the Lord is really saying here. In the English Standard Version, it says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And you'll notice that word transformed. It's like change. So I looked up transformed and what that means. And it means to make a thorough or dramatic change in form, appearance, or character of. And so he's asking us to be changed. In the New Living Translation, it says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And I want to go back to that word reflect in a minute. But he asks us to change, even though he does not change. So he doesn't change, but he wants us to be changed, to reflect, going back to that word, reflect, the glory of the Lord. And I looked up that word, reflect. And reflect means to throw back Heat, light, or sound without absorbing it. So I, I thought about that. Thought about the sun. The sun's rays come down to the earth and then heat is reflected back. When we have snow, snow glistens and and it reflects light. And um and then we are to reflect the glory of the Lord. And so when he said uh, with the veil removed and can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, okay? So we are to reflect also, to shine. and not absorbing it when in that back in that in that definition, it says um, uh, to throw back heat, light, or sound without absorbing it, that just means we don't want to keep it for ourselves. We want to reflect it, okay? So we don't want to just keep all this about Jesus and his light to ourselves. We want to reflect. and so we must change. We must change to grow. And if we are not growing, what are we doing? We're stagnating. We're stagnating, yes. Like stagnant water. If you think about water and it has no movement, it's just stagnating. Okay? It's diseased, it's dead. Nothing will grow there if it's stagnant. And then you might think about a flower or a plant how it starts out as a small, very small seed, just a tiny little thing. On its own, it would die, right? But with the sun and the water, it begins to change and grow. The sun and the water, that's like Jesus, the son of God. The water is like the washing of the water of the word. So with the sun and the water, the word, we change and grow. And so this is what we're trying to do here at Passion Church. We're trying to change and to grow. And that's especially what we're trying to do in our women's groups. And we're very excited about that. And um, God leads us to grow, and he gives us leaders. Okay? And um, the leaders uh, are to be like Jesus, because Jesus, we know, was the ultimate leader. And uh, we're trying to follow him, of course. So I wanted to talk about some things about Jesus, but I wanted to announce our leaders to kind of introduce them, and so they're going to share in a few moments, moments, but we have Holly Piercy, if you want to stand up and say hi. We have Misty Allen, and Lisa Tubbs, and then of course Karen Roseberry, who's not in here tonight, and then I lead a group right now too. So let's talk about Jesus. Uh, that's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do. So how did Jesus lead? For one, he led by example, okay? And so this is what we're all trying to do. So how did he do that? Well, he was a student of the word, right? He studied the word. He is the word. And when he was 12 years old, his parents thought they had lost the Savior. They thought they, they, they did. They lost Jesus. <laughs> and uh, when they found him, where was he? He was teaching, and he was preaching in the synagogue. And so that's one thing, is that he was a student of the word. So he is the ultimate leader. We're patterning ourselves after him, and so we need to be doing what he was doing, right? So he was a student of the word, okay? Number two, he prayed daily. He had a personal prayer life, right? And he also prayed for others. So he prayed personally, and he prayed for others, right? And so um, one of the things I've encouraged these ladies to do is, of course, to have a personal prayer, language, which, prayer life, which every one of us need. And also, I've challenged them at our last meeting, I challenged them to come at least once a month to the corporate prayer on Tuesday nights, because it's really a life-changing thing. And if I would challenge any of you to come as well, because it'll change your life. It's something totally different than your personal prayer life. But Jesus prayed daily, and he prayed for others. And, but I encourage them to come to corporate prayer at least once a month. These are the things that they're doing I want you to be aware of. And then, number three, he listened to the Holy Spirit, and he only said what he heard the Father say. Now, we all need to work on that one a little bit. <laughs> only saying what the Father said. We all can come up in that area, right? Okay, and then also, number four is, He shared his testimony, and he tried to win as many people as he could, right? He was always going around preaching and teaching, talking about who he was, you know, the good news of the gospel, and so he shared his testimony. That's something that we as believers, we need to be doing, sharing our testimony, right? And uh, he tried to win as many many people as he could, and that's what we we try to do with outreaches. Uh, You can do it at Walmart. You can do it wherever you are, but you try to win as many people as you can. And then he took it even further. He made disciples, okay? So we are all called to lead in this way, all of us. Leaders don't just sit back and let everyone else do the work of the ministry. And I'm not just talking about the Passion Church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Um, Leaders let their light shine. They let their light shine. And they lead. They lead, okay? Okay? If we were in a dark cave and somebody had a light and I was a leader but there was a light back here I wouldn't just I would go get that light I would go grab that light and I would bring it I wouldn't let it hide I would bring it to the forefront and I would lead with the light I would reflect the light so a leader uh, would not hide they would grab the light and they would take the lead and they would help shine the light the light of the world on the path okay and in that example you can see that an ultimate leader like Jesus is also a servant because they're the ones going and grabbing the light and bringing it serving being in the forefront so it's not that hey look at me I'm a leader it's that let me help you let me get that let me here let me let me help you okay let me lead you follow Jesus was, follow follow me okay. so so that's kind of what we're doing here at Passion Church, we're very excited about it. The small groups that we're doing, the, the women, it's the, the, the premises, you know, leaders of tens. And so no group is, is too large. And, and so that's just a few of the thoughts that I think the Lord gave me today. And I'd like to call up Miss Holly Piercy next.
3: okay well i don't know how i'm supposed to follow that that's so why i wanted to go first <laughs> okay i'm just gonna read because i cannot talk in front of people very well i'll slow down though and i'm i know i have it on paper um okay I say. let's see lord okay okay Just let me get this out. (laughs) Please, Lord, let's... I can't even talk. Okay. When we were asked to speak tonight on something that's been on my heart lately, I'm going to be the first to admit i full-on panicked. Angie and Daniel have both heard an earful of me whining and complaining about how I'm not a public speaker, I'm just a group leader, and that I would do better just talking to people one-on-one. I do not like talking in front of groups, so I apologize. I don't know why, but who's going to say no when Pastor Guy asks you to do something? You just do it. <laughs> I said, especially when it's for God, and God never lets me down, so here I am up here on this podium. <laughs> okay, so when I think about my life lately, it hasn't been all butterflies and sunshine, sunshine at the Piercy House. In the past few months, things have actually been pretty icky. I personally have been all aboard the Hot Mess Express, and that's just putting it nicely. There have been days where I really just wanted to quit. I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to quit. Um, I said I just wanted to quit it all. I have felt Satan trying to destroy my marriage, and I have fought with people in my family, and he's even made his way into my workplace. I have felt attacks literally from every direction. I've cried myself to sleep some nights or woke up before anybody and cried in my prayer closet. But when I finally realized, is this is exactly what Satan wanted me to do. He wanted me to leave my husband. He wanted me to be uncomfortable at my workplace. And he wanted my relationships with my family destroyed. He likes it when I don't like my husband. He likes it when I have a sour puss attitude. And... He wanted me to be wrapped up in the sadness about my first kid going off to kindergarten and my littlest baby starting preschool. I said he wanted me stressing about Tori going away to college and how much I cannot stand change. But after Danny and Karen died, it was an adjustment, adding two more kids to our family that was already pretty large. I said, and here we are adjusting again. I said, but the other night my sister texted me about a friend that she went to school with. And he was arrested for unpaid fines and went to jail. Um, he's in jail right now, and his wife is living in a hotel, and I think they have like eight kids, and that's not even exaggerating. I'm pretty sure my sister said they have eight kids. And they are living out of a hotel, and that kid's in Le Bonner. And I said, and she told me that the day that he was arrested, they found out that his son had a tumor, so that's why he's in Le bonner. I guess it's like cancer or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyways. I said, so that just made my heart hurt for that family. And then if that wasn't a slap of God showing me, like, you have way more to be thankful for than to be stuck on this complain train, I don't know what was. I just thank goodness. I'm, I'm sorry. Hang on, let me get my stuff together. This is embarrassing. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I said, I just thank good. I thank God. For his goodness, and I thank God that his mercy is new every day because I really have needed it lately, and I just want to remind you that God does hear your prayers. Even if you think situations aren't getting better, God does have a plan, and his timing is what's perfect. When I looked for inspiration for this message, trying to process what it was that I was supposed to be saying, I went to the Bible app, and the message for the day was Philippians 1-6, <clears throat> and that is, I'm certain that God, who began the work, the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And I kind of had like a Becky White moment. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what is it, Jesus? How, like, anyhow? It was just as simple as that. You just can't quit." I can't quit, you know, being a Christian it isn't something that God's just going to let me walk away from. And I just take comfort in knowing that God's not finished working in me and that he does start he doesn't start something that he can't finish. He's either going to be working on you or working in you, but and but nothing I can do sup, can separate me from his love. And if you're faced with difficult people in your life or difficult situations, just remember to pray about them. <clears throat> Have faith that things will get better, and no matter how bad you do, just want to quit. This temporary, bad, or icky, or uncomfortable situations are always going to come up, but it's your attitude about everything that can make a difference. And we really are only here temporarily, and then everything else after this life is going to be so much better. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs>
2: Here's Misty. Since you didn't let me go, for oh, you? I should have got a pass since I was up here Sunday. But I don't argue with Pastor Guy anymore either. I know. This once wise pastor told me that if we constantly say we can't do it, we can't speak, then we're making it about us. Not that I'm pointing that towards you. That was for me. Because I always used to say it. Well, um, I'm Misty. Most of you know me as Chad's wife or Kelly's mom. (laughs) I used to be Sister Chad at a few churches, but I'm Misty. I do have a voice, and um, that's why I'm trying to get past this speaking thing, because I know God wants to use me. I'm asking. Don't ask him if you don't want to be used. But um, to go back about... I'm not going to go too much into it. Maybe 20 years. Uh, (laughs) I was a partier and got in a little trouble and ended up in jail. And most people say um, that's the captive audience. But I say it is grace and mercy and God getting my attention because that's exactly what he did. He loved me enough to stop me in my tracks. I was raised in church all my life but I had other plans I thought and uh he got my attention because he wanted me to go in a different direction and I'm thankful for that every day I have to read a little bit so I don't lose my train of thought uh my family was devastated I was embarrassed for the longest time I didn't talk about it at all until I realized that is my testimony and I was going to use it and uh that was my moment. I don't know, all of us do stupid things. Some of us get in trouble, some of us go to jail, some of us don't. And I think that was my life-saving moment. But it was also when I met Jesus Christ for real. That was real life. You know, when you grow up as a child, it's just, you go through the motions. Some people, I did. I mean, we had to go to church. You were going to church. And, uh, but when I went there, I had a relationship. I mean, he, he got my attention. And I was scared straight too. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah, that was a real life episode of scared straight. That's all it took. I haven't looked back. I mean, I've still had struggles, made mistakes over the years, but never, ever would I even think about uh, not having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, there is a lot more to that, but I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> But I'm, uh, I said that to say this. He was preparing me for other things. And that was actually just... I've even told some of the ladies when I've gone down there, that was, that was easy. You know, you think it's hard and it's devastating. You know, you had to leave your family. But it's also a time that I grew closer to God, and he really worked on me to prepare me for these last 19 years where the struggles are a lot harder out here in the real world. And... Um, it doesn't matter how long you've walked with the Lord. Just like I shared when we were doing the marriage thing. I mean, the enemy, just like Holly. I mean, that's what he wants to do. He wants to separate our family. He wants to uh, destroy us. He tried to destroy my marriage. He's He's been working on my children. But uh, God's going to get the glory in that. He's working on that right now. So, And he's going to be standing up here sharing his testimony, showing what God has done. So... I don't want to give any of that away cuz I know it's it's very soon. But um I'm talking about no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. I mean that was I guess September will be 20 years. And I've endured harder struggles and stuff out here than in there, you know. And that's what I tell them ladies when I've gone down there. It's 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 a heart thing that you know you can say all this stuff because you're, you're in there and you're away from your family and they're desperate and, you know, they want to do this. But it's, it's a heart issue. I said it's between you and God, and he knows your heart. He knows how long you need to be there and what he needs to do. But I just want to encourage us as uh, Christians, believers, like Pastor was saying, don't get too comfortable in our, where he's brought us from and what he does in us and, you know, religion. Because people are watching us. Don't get comfortable in our spirituality that we're blinded by other people or judge them because they're not where we are. But I know that kind of went off on what I was talking about, but God's really put that on my heart lately, that there's just there's so many people that I even work with that are just watching, you know, your God's doing this, your God's doing that. So they're waiting for us to mess up. But. And one thing some of the nurses and us say, it's not if a storm comes, it's when the storm comes to be ready and trust him. And that's the other thing the Lord's been working on me this year is just trust, trust. No matter what the situation is, no matter what you're facing, He's right there because we're gonna have him. He never said it would be easy. He just said to trust him and lean on him until the end. And that's uh, one of my favorite scriptures from the time I was in there to I got out even to now is the Philippians three, twelve through fourteen. That, you know, not that I've already arrived or I'm perfect, but I press on to that. I'm just kind of paraphrasing, sorry. Press toward the goal for the prize of Christ Jesus. I mean, that's something we can stand on until the end. And let's see. I wanted a song, but I waited too long to do it. So you may get to just listen to it. I don't know. It's, a, it's the band Skillet, it's not somebody I listen to on a daily basis. But there was different situations with Kaylee going to school one day it was her first day, and and she was like, "I'm kind of nervous, you know, from going to camp and stuff, and then other situations that I face, that song would come on every time, and then she was like, "I'm nervous about going and this and that, you know to to hold on to what she's had and be a light in school, in which I think we kind of all face every day, you know to to stay where we need to be and be that light for people but um Maybe look that song up, I thought it was named Fearless, but I think it's the lion, or lions. Do we have time for me to read some of the lyrics real quick? Okay, since my message is short and unplanned. (laughs) The media told me I had to be more prepared next time. I told Mary, I would just have to sing it since they couldn't get it. But all right, it says today, we live today, we breathe today. We know that we are strong when we are weak today. We trust, we overcome, take every chain that kept us slaves and throw them off. We're not waiting for permission. We defy our inhibition. Like our middle name is fearless, unafraid. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're going to fear, we fear no evil. We will rise. By your power, we will go. By your spirit, we are bold. If we're going to stand, we stand as giants. If we're going to walk, we walk as lions. And then the pastor said that. made me think of. I was like, i got to read it. It says... Um, We walk as lions. Today is ours. It's always been. Before we face the fight, we know who's going to win. We live by faith and not by sight. We don't want safe and quiet. We don't want to run and hide. This is not an intermission. It's our time. Not going to miss it. You've already called us fearless, unafraid. And then it just repeats it. Just I mean, the song's a little different. I mean, they're a little bit harder Christian rock, but I mean, it just kept playing over and over. you know, if you listen to those words and just get them in your spirit, it just kind of stays with you. So that's it. Lisa.
4: Hi, I'm Lisa Tubbs, for who, anyone who doesn't know me, and um, if y'all were here Sunday, then I'm Big Jim's wife.
2: <laughs>
4: um, I love that story. I love it when pastor tells that story because um, I got to live it, and that was the fun part, and um, the best part of that is that I get to use it as a way to tell other people about Jesus. In my family. In fact, I did that today. I sent out the podcast to people. <laughs> um, but, um, hang on. Okay, here we are. Um, I, I was praying about what to say, and the Lord gave me 1 John 3 1 in the Amplified. It says, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted. To be named and called and counted the children of God, and so we are. And um, you know, we are children. We're His children, and as children, we're family. And that's what I love about this church, and it's so different from any other church I've ever been to. For the most part, I I was raised in church, and then you know, kind of like Misty was talking about, I went my own ways for a while and um, uh, some things brought me back to this church years ago and um, I won't go there but uh, the Lord is has been so good so loving to show me his character and um, show me what what a father's love really is and what a family's love really is and um, he's been good enough to show me my faults and my flaws so that I can change and so that I can be um used by him because I I decided that the way I was living wasn't making me happy wasn't making me satisfied and um even as a Christian you know you think one thing you think you're doing good you know and then the Lord kind of shines his light on you and uh, you ain't doing so good you know and, um, and he's used this, um, this role as a small group leader to allow me to serve. And I, that's exactly what I told the ladies when, um, uh, you know, Pastor and, and Mary and everybody talked to me about um, becoming a, a leader. And I, I talked to my group. I said, you know, I know the Lord is going to use this so that I can serve you. And uh, I just have some wonderful women in my group um, some very strong women. Who um, our group is called the Wow Group, the the Women of Wisdom. And if we have a little icon in our group Me Chat, um, and it's called uh, it's a picture of owl because you know owls are known for wisdom. Supposedly, I don't know how somebody can say an owl's wise, but whatever. Um, anyway, um, but we have a lot of you know women that are. Um, strong in the faith and strong in wisdom. And they have taught me so much more than I could probably ever teach them. Um, and God is using this relationship to cement us together and to um, to solidify us in the body so that we can be used by him. And, um, you know, we pray together and we talk together on a regular basis about what's going on uh, in each other's lives and and that's what the lord wants for us he doesn't want us to be all scattered around you know the city he doesn't want us to not really know what's going on in each other's lives and um, be isolated Uh, he wants us to be knitted and, and bonded together and he's i can definitely see where he's using these groups to do that because just like the first ladies' meeting that we had, when we announced the small groups, <laughs> we broke up into tables that were, you know, by a small group. And so we had a need, and we all prayed. Our our small group got together, and we started praying. And, well, I didn't know we'd run over in time, and everybody else was waiting for us to stop. But, I mean, that's just a small example of, you know, what, what uh, he's really doing. Um, and... uh I wanted to talk about <clears throat> another thing, too, is how um, he's using, um, you know, the, the the small group and um, the relationships that we have uh, to heal because um, I don't know about the other ladies, but I've had some terrible ones in my life, and... Um, there are not things that I want to talk about today, but um, I, I remember this this saying uh, several years ago. It was John Christopher. If y'all ever anybody ever went to the old church, he was preaching, and he said, "Hurt people, hurt people." And I thought, "Ooh, you know, that's really that's true. That's that's deep. You know, that stuck with me. It's stuck with me all these years. I say that all the time. Hurt people, hurt people." But I was praying this early this year, and um the Lord had me go away and be quiet for a while, and um he talked to me and he said, you know, heal people, hurt people hurt people, but healed people heal people. And that's what he's doing. You know, yes, we've experienced hurts in the world and um, this world is rough and tumble and dirty and mean and, you know, every kind of evil that you can think of. And um, the devil wants to take you out. But, you know, God has a plan for your life, and he doesn't want you to live in hurt. He wants you to be healed, not so that you can just be good. No, he, he doesn't want you to just be healed. He wants you to be healed to heal other people and to tell other people about his love. And his goodness. And I don't know if y'all ever remember the Breck commercial where, you know, um, one person started washing their hair in this Breck shampoo and they were talking about, and so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> it's a funny commercial. It's a long, long time ago. I'm telling my age. But, um, you know, it reminds me of that because, you know, you know, if we tell somebody and they get their changed and it's not. Um, a one-and-done thing. It's a relationship, you know, and that's how Jesus did it. It's uh, It's not like pastor was talking about Sunday, you know, how the big preachers will go to Africa and they'll have this big sar- um, service and, you know, big lights and all, everybody comes and, you know, says their, um, their prayer at the end of the service and then the preacher goes home and nobody's really changed but discipleship is not like that it's a daily walk it's a daily relationship you know daily changes little by little you know and the bible talks about that little by little um line upon line precept upon precept and and thank god he doesn't do that to us all at once because (laughs) i know i couldn't handle it because i know my flaws are probably bigger than anybody's here but um but he's so good I have one more scripture. Let me find it. Okay. Um, This is John. uh, Well, where'd he go? copied it, and I thought I saved it, but not me. Maybe I didn't. Uh-uh. Here's our, our promise. We know that when he comes and is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him, because we will see him just as he is in all his glory, and everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, and undefiled, and guiltless. And, um, you know, that's part of the, the discipleship process, too, is that um, we're building relationships, but it shows us his holiness, and then that's what we want to be like. You know, everybody, every, every little boy wants to be like their daddy. Every little girl wants to be like their mama. You know, and that's what we're doing is, is we're showing each other how to live like Jesus so that we can want to live that way. And... Um, I just want to encourage y'all that um, if, if you haven't been a, a part of the women's groups so far, that um, you come this Thursday, and or not, not tomorrow, but next week, and, um, and find out what it's about and maybe get involved because um, maybe there's that relationship that could change your life.
1: I to say one more thing do you see why that that we selected these genuine passionate relevant people they were so real they were so real and we did not talk about what we were going to talk about but did you see the thread that went through that serving servant change testimony changing and then at the end the scripture and we we just decided which direction we who was going to go when he had us the other way. We said, well, we'd like to do it like this. And that scripture that she read summed up, the very first one of the scriptures that I said, he wants us to change, requires us to change, and then in the end we will be perfect like him. I mean, this whole thing was the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you.
0: Oh, I got about six pages of notes on that. <laughs> that was really, that was, that was four lot young lions, bold as lions, like Misty said and that song said, but harmless as doves. Just showing you that uh, you can do it. You can put yourself out there. Uh, I don't think any one of them tried to make themselves be something they weren't. They were honest and with what they've been through and relatable. relatable. Isn't this the kind of women's leadership that you want in the church? Not somebody's trying to, you know, impress you, but somebody is trying to help you and may need your help some along the line too. And that's the way we want to be as a church. Now, the most memorable thing I got from everything they said was that Mary and Joseph lost their salvation. (laughs) (laughs) They lost Jesus. (laughs) I thought you couldn't lose your salvation. I don't know. My mind works funny, but they him. They, huh? They, they, got him back. they got him back. They didn't really. He was never really lost. They just felt like they had lost their salvation. Have you anybody in here ever felt like you lost your salvation? <laughs> Twice a day, every day. I don't know. <laughs> well, I believe everybody in here is sanctified and chicken fried and <laughs> loves the Lord and drives a Ford. You remember that video? <laughs> get right or get left. That's what I wanted to get to, you know. I know you, it was a lot on you and it seemed like probably like pressure this week as the day approached and everything. But you have touched lives here tonight. And I and. Angie was on my back, you know, them ladies don't want to do that. You're going to run them off. They're going to stop being leaders. But you know one thing that I have learned is like I said last Wednesday night. You will never regret anything you do for the Lord. You will never re- you don't you don't come to church and leave saying I wish I wouldn't have come to church. You may, before you get to church, the devil may have you thinking, man, that's the last thing in the world I want to do. I'd rather sit on the couch. You know, I'd rather do this. But after you go, man, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went to prayer. I'm glad I went to the outreach. I'm glad, you know, I I went Sunday. I'm glad that even though it was hard and it pushed me and brought me outside of my comfort zone, I was able to touch lives for the kingdom of God. And you did tonight. Let's give them a big round of applause. Standing ovation in the back well thank you guys uh.
1: thanks for listening to the podcast today we hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's word